Hey guys, so far on the series to improve self-love, I've discussed all of the things that you can do on your own. But today, we're bringing in one thing that you have to have other people to do because no man or person is an island. The last goal that I have for you is to talk it out or to increase the quality of your social support system. So many people think that they have to do everything alone or get into the habit of keeping their issues and struggles to themselves. You may think that other people may judge you or wish bad luck on you, or maybe that no one else can help you but you. And well, the last one may be true, but there are so many benefits to having a support system that this goal cannot be overlooked. You need space to release what you are feeling and have someone else hold space for you to feel what you need to feel. You can do this all you want through journaling and introspection, but at the end of the day, that's just you circling back on your own ways of thinking. Other people can provide avenues to new ways of thinking and seeing situations that help you step out of your brain for a bit and into problem solving or support. You need space to get support without judgment and share what's going on with people who get you. And to know that you can just vent to somebody or that you can have somebody there for you to help you find solutions to problems. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the importance of social support, what holding space is, why you're not just looking for validation, and how to find this through having confidants. Welcome to Balance Tips Tuesday. I'm Amira, your podcast host and the author of Goal Setting 101. This podcast is all about balancing your goals with everyday life. I want you to drop the guilt, forget being perfect, and instead take small, actionable steps towards your dream self. Are you ready? Let's explore what balance is to you. I have to start this by saying that if I attribute one thing to helping me get through my mental illness outside of goal setting and being active, personally, that one thing would have to be having a strong support system. In university, I was able to stop seeing psychologists because they helped me identify my support team and made sure that I knew how to use them when I needed the help. So instead of falling into self-pity holes and becoming increasingly depressed, I was able to lean on my support in multiple ways to help me pull through the stressful times in my life. And honestly, I know that everyone listening to this needs this as well. If you remember back to episode 19 about meeting your needs, one of the basic human needs before we can self-actualize is love and belonging. And having a strong support team is part of meeting this need. Social support is important for emotional reasons like feeling validated and supported. It's helpful for becoming emotionally intelligent because you are able to see your emotions reflected in others and learn how to be more in tune with your own and other people's emotions. It helps you release your feelings so that you don't stay within and build to the point where you just explode on others. It gives you a healthy way, hopefully, to release those strong emotions. But not only does it help you with these emotional reasons that can improve your mental health, but it also helps you with your physical health, though mental health and physical health are really one. So it's good to see them as a team that works together. Indirectly, social support will boost your immune system. Social support is known for decreasing your stress levels and lowering stress so that it helps boost your immunity. Not only that, but in times of high stress where your immune system may weaken, social support can act as a buffer to help you remain resilient. Not only is it social, but it's also physical. Having social support in your life where you get to hug somebody for at least 20 seconds a day boosts your immune system. In a study done, it said that people who felt socially supported and were hugged 
experienced less signs of severe sickness. Hugging also helps you release oxytocin and serotonin, which are neurotransmitters that help you feel better in your mental health and just feel better in general. I'm a huge advocate for having physical touch for immune support because I've studied how important it is for your overall health. Unfortunately, 2020 brought some differing perspectives to this and social distancing became a thing, which may not actually be the best thing for your immune response, but that's a whole argument to have. If you can't hug your loved ones right now, you can always hug a pet. And if you don't have a pet to hug or cuddle with, at the very least, get yourself a stuffed animal that you can hug. But hugging alone doesn't do it. You may also need to feel socially supported. Your social support is a network of people made up of family, friends, and peers. And I like to think of feeling supported by this network being when people can hold space for you. Holding space is when someone is physically, mentally, and emotionally present for you. And if they can't be physically present in front of you right now, a Zoom or video call where you can see them face-to-face will work just as well for social support. And I think it goes both ways. Not only do you want people who can hold space for you, but you also want to be able to hold space for them as well, so that you can feel like it is a reciprocal relationship. If you are only taking from people and not giving back, the space held may not feel as strong as when it's mutual. Though sometimes people hold space for you fully, and then you hold space for someone else fully in your life. In any way, you can find this balance in many ways. Also, before you go to someone for them to hold space for you, it's good to have boundaries in place for doing so. So instead of venting to a friend, ask them first if they are available to listen to you vent. People have other things going on in their life at any given moment, and it's good to have boundaries and always ask first. Some other tips that are helpful in finding peers who can support you is to find like-minded, but not same-minded people. If someone is exactly like you and they do not offer you any new insights or new ways of thinking to add to your situation in ways that, you know, it can help you grow, then maybe it's not the best for you to go to that person. You want to be around people who can help you grow from the lessons that come across your path. Find people who can ask you questions and provide growth and learning for you instead of people who just make you feel comfortable. That means not talking to people who only validate you. You want to talk to people who are able to tell you when you are wrong and put you in your place respectfully as well. It's good to be validated, but you don't want only validation. You want a bit more than that. I just started watching This Is Us last week and there's a scene where this one guy is talking to his friend at a bar and complaining about his wife. His friend said that he's there to listen to him vent and then goes on to say how amazing his wife is and how lucky he is to have her. And that's what I think great social support is. Being able to listen and then respectfully share another way of viewing the situation. But I just started watching the show, so I don't know 100% that he's a good friend yet. No spoilers, please. Anyway, I want to leave you with some action steps this week to work on. The way to increase the quality of your social support system is by having at least two to three confidants in your life. A confidant is a person who you can share private matters with and secrets and trust them not to repeat it to other people. I like having these types of people in different areas of my life. So I have people that I can trust to talk to about relationships and another person that I could talk to about my feelings and someone else that I could talk to about my business. You can find people who can help you in different areas of your life like your business or career, life in general, relationships, grieving, 
parenting, spirituality, education, and so much more. If you want to know if someone will share your secrets, pay attention to the way they talk to you about other people. If they're continuously sharing with you information from other people's personal lives, then the chances are high that they're doing the same thing with what you tell them. Which brings me to the real action step of this week. I want you to spend one week cutting out all gossip. Don't talk about other people in a negative way. Don't share secrets that you hear about people to other people in your life. Start talking about ideas. Talk about TV shows that you've watched or what you saw on Instagram without it being about other people. Find other ways to have conversations that have nothing to do with discussing someone else's life. Do you think that this is something that you can do? Send me a DM at goalsetting101 and let me know how it goes for you after one week of not gossiping. This is a practice that I use in my life and I'm really curious to know how it goes for you as well. I'm so grateful for you tuning into this week's episode of the Balance Tips Tuesday podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take two minutes now to leave a review telling me what you enjoy so that I can continue making the content that you love. If you're ready to dive deep and learn how to set goals that aid your mental health and work for your lifestyle, tap the next step link in the caption of this podcast episode to find free planner pages and worksheets, the Goal Setting 101 ebook, and more. My goal is to teach you how to get in touch with your natural flow. Tune in on Tuesdays to hear weekly tips on how to balance your goals with everyday life. And follow at goalsetting101 on Instagram for more motivation. This podcast episode was edited by Blake Spears. You can find her at yoga underscore Blake on Instagram.